Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome to season four, episode number seven of the Pop Prism Power Podcast. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about everything pop culture under the sun. Which sun? I don't know, but it's a sun out there in the galaxy. The Milky Way. We'll go with Mm -hmm. the Milky Way. We'll go with that one. Okay. Maybe for now. For now. Until we come up with something more clever. But, you know, I like guys, hot guys in space, so. They don't count. No, just kidding. Murdoch didn't like that answer. He did not like that. Uh, welcome to our podcast where we talk about everything pop culture under the sun. Joining me today of House Baratheon, dun dun dun, is Elora. Because <laughs> they couldn't pick the Night's Watch, apparently. They don't exist anymore, okay? Gendry is the only Baratheon left, and he is good, so therefore I picked Baratheon. Okay. Because the rest of them are assholes. Yeah, they are. Okay. <laughs> Joining me today of House Targaryen, uh, pro Targaryen, is Anna. Hi. Hi. We have been off the air for a while. We stopped recording after, like, what, the second episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah. We were so just, ugh, about everything. So we're back. Uh, Game of Thrones is over. Endgame is out. Everything is out. You know, so we're here. And uh, we uh, we have a lot to talk about. Some old news, some new news, some stuff we watched. Uh, but let's jump into it. Elora, what did you watch your read besides Game of Thrones? Ugh. By the way, spoilies. Spoiler alert for yeah. anyone who is not caught up. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, so I guess we did so many things together. So mm-hmm. let me try to find... So books. Um, I... The last time we recorded... I had just, I was either in the middle of it or I had just finished the second Grisha verse book. Oh, this is part of that Siege same trilogy. Storm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the name. Yeah. It, it ended about as well as I thought it was going to end. So I started in on Ruin and Rising. And I <laughs> clearly have gotten very far. No, I haven't. No. Um, maybe five chapters in. It's still not great. I, I honestly. This book series is so hyped, and a lot of people, we're in a, a YA book group on Facebook, and a lot of people hype this series. I don't care for it. 
I'm going to finish this one because I have to, <laughs> but I don't care for it. So it just, for me, the main character is just not appealing at all. She's, like, whiny mm. and... Like, they always describe her as basically like, oh, she's not pretty, she's plain. But all of a sudden, when her powers activate in the first book, she becomes beautiful and stunning, and she doesn't recognize herself. And every time she doesn't use her powers, she gets, like, lame again. I don't know. And she's, like, really ambitious, too. So there are these things in the book that they end up collecting, and there's three of them. And right now, she has two of them. And she's, like, obsessed with finding the third one, and it's definitely a power-hungry thing. And she kind of addresses it like, I know I shouldn't be, but I'm definitely power-hungry for this thing, and I know I'm power-hungry, and I know that's not good, but I'm obsessing over it, and I really want it. I don't know. She's just not not appealing to Mm. me at -hmm. all. So, I'm probably going to slowly read this one. Is this the last book in the in series? This, in this trilogy, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, boy. And okay. then there's two duologies. The, the Six of Crows one? Yeah, Six okay. of Crows mm-hmm. and then King of Scars. Okay. Is the other one. <laughs> and then they're coming out with another one, too. Oh, oh. my God. What's it called? Heart of know. Scars? <laughs> no, it was like something moon something something. I don't know. Moon of Siege. <laughs> Jesus. Moon games. <laughs> I can't with these. I'll leave titles. the moon ones too. I have another book series that I never finished. You do that, that one, yeah, right? the Mercy Thompson that my friend recommended. I that I read the first one, and the first one was good, and did never get through the second one. Sounds like those are better than what you're reading right now. Yeah, it's kind of that one is kind of like a um, what is that? Dead before dark, dark. Mm. The Suki Stackhouse, mm-hmm. yeah, True Blood. It's vampires and werewolves and change shapeshifters and stuff. You'd probably like that one then. Love vampires. Mm. So anyway, so I ruin and rising. I'm kind of getting through it. I'm not in a hurry. We'll see. It's fair. Games. I don't know. Well, I do know what prompted me to play it, but I got kind of playing Minecraft again. Oh. I was playing it with my niece, and we were having a really good time playing it, and she keeps asking me questions about it and stuff, and I kind of just thought to myself, like, I should brush up on Minecraft, because I haven't played it in a while, and she's asking me questions. This is kind of what we're bonding over. She's eight or nine, so this is, like, the one thing we have in common right now is video games. So I kind of have been playing that, doing things that I haven't really ever done in Minecraft. Like, I... I played beta, and it was before there were, like, different biomes and different types of trees and Mm. before the nether and before the end and all of this stuff. Before it got... Before it got to be this big, massive thing. So I... And I have played, and I know what those things are since then, but that was when I, like, really, really played it. So I've been playing, and I, like, built myself another portal, found myself another fortress... I'm trying to get things so that I can start brewing potions because I ended up in this, the world that I spawned in is very ocean heavy. So I found a lot of like shipwrecks and stuff, which I've never found in any other world before. And um, I found a couple of, there are like underwater um, fortresses and there are bosses in them. 
And I've never seen that before in Minecraft. And I got too close to one and one of the bosses attacked me. And you can't, like, I, I, so I need to brew water breathing potions so that I can go into the fortress. Mm. But to brew the potions, I need stuff out of the nether. It's very confusing. It's all very confusing. That sounds tough. And I've found lots of diamonds, finally. Diamonds! So I've been, I don't know, I've kind of been trophy, trophy hunting a little bit to try and get trophies that I've missed out on. Um, and then, yeah, that that's it for Minecraft, really. The only other thing that I did without you <laughs> this whole time without me. was I went and saw Masked Intruder. They're a pop punk band. Um, they're super fun. If you haven't heard of them, go check them out. They have a gimmick where they all wear different colored ski masks on stage. Nobody knows who they are, really. But, like, the lead singer is Intruder Blue. He wears a blue mask. There's Intruder Green, he plays guitar, or plays guitar, yeah, he plays guitar. And then they have Intruder Purple subbing in for Intruder Yellow for this tour that they were on. She plays bass. And then they have the drummer, Intruder Red. And then they have a fake police officer that follows them around, Officer Bradford, who's actually, his name, his real name is Jackson, and he's actually a super nice dude. We got to see them on Jackson's birthday, so we all got to dance with him and stuff. I got to get up on stage with them and dance with them. It was super cool. I still haven't gotten the video yet. The guy said that because they're putting together clips for a music video. And um, I don't know if he's going to send it to me when it's all done or what the deal is. But he said he was going to send me the video. But that was super cool. If you haven't heard of them, like I said, go check them out. Their gimmick is they wear the ski masks and all of their songs are like love songs or they're about crime. (laughs) They're about crime, but, like, in, in, I don't know, like, their songs are, like, they have a song called I Got a Knife, and it's I Got a Knife, Motherfucker, Stick em Up, or they have um, songs about they break into a pretty woman's house, and then they fall in love with her, <laughs> and they're, like, begging her not to call the hop, call the cops, because they're suddenly in love with her. Oh, man. I don't know. They're I cute. I like that. They're, they're cute songs. They're fun. And they're, like, super upbeat and actual pop punky. Yeah. Um, they're on Fat Wreck, which is, like, a big punk label. So they're they're semi-big. Semi-sort of big. But we yeah. saw them in a place called the Hi-Hat in L.A., which was cool. Never been there before. But, yeah, everything else I did with you. So, well, do you, let's talk about the solo things you did. Oh, solo things I did, yeah. yeah. And then we'll, we'll jointly talk about things we did together. Well, let's see. I watched Avengers Endgame. Twice? Oh my god. (laughs) Is it twice? Yeah, it's twice. Let's see. How do I feel about Avengers Endgame? I liked it. I would have to say that this one was bittersweet. Like, it it closed everything up nicely, you know. 11 years, 11, 10 years, how many years of Marvel all leading up to this one point. And I I was not happy with some things. Like, I know that they had to happen, but I'm going to nitpick them and stuff. But overall, it was good. And I kind of, I, I got miffed, spoiler alerts, by the fact that the Captain Marvel Thanos fight was only, like, 30 seconds long. And I wanted it to be longer. Because um, I feel like I got fooled like a clown. Well, yeah, because they gave her her own movie to be like, oh, look, this badass is going to save everybody. And then, I mean, 
I get it. Thanos was literally gonna lose, and he cheated in order to get her out of the way and stuff. But whatever. But one great, or two great scenes. Um, I love. Okay, well, let's see. I loved Thor. Thor. I loved who he like how he was in this movie. I thought he Chris Hemsworth just phenomenal actor. Like he really did a really good job with this. I liked the whole time travel aspect because I got to visit all the movies mm-hmm. and stuff. And Thor got to talk to his mom, and that was just a really sweet moment. And I loved seeing Rocket interact with everyone and stuff. And I did really, really enjoy that part. Um, oh, and Tony got to have like a heart heart with his dad, and that was really cool. Was it the same actor that played his dad? Um, the same one from, I don't know, was it Iron Man 2? The older guy, right? Yeah, the older one. The yeah. one that was in Mad Men. Not, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Dominic Cooper. Yeah. Which, I feel like they should have brought in Dominic Cooper, but I, I, I guess. Me too. Um, but he was a little too young, I guess. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whatever. I think they... I like the whole... I was actually thinking this um, the other day, how, remember when Tron Legacy was going to come out, and it was a huge deal, because Jeff Bridges, they were going to de-age him and make him look younger, oh my god, the technology, and now it's like everywhere, you know, they they de-aged, you know, Tony's dad, they de-aged Michael Douglas, and it looked really good. Really? Uh, Yeah, it actually looked really good. I'm like, damn, like, they could totally give us, like, Ant-Man in the 70s, and I would buy it. You know, and they de-aged Michelle Pfeiffer in Mm -hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, and also, it's like, all this de-aging, and then, also, they're, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, I saw it when I went to go see Endgame, but they're, I think it's called Gemini, but it's a movie with Will Smith, and he's de-aged, and I'm like, so now they're just bringing out all these old guys and de- de-aging him. I mean, and- that kind of takes away, though, like, I don't know. I'd be a little insulted if it- they de-aged me. Now they're de Well, yeah, well, in Gemini, in that movie, he's a clone of Will Smith's character, and oh. they're out to kill each other. Oh. And then they figure out that, oh, shit, you're my clone. That's okay. why I can't kill you, because you know my every move. But now it's becoming a thing where these older action stars, all they need to do is get de-aged. And boom, there you go. Blockbuster movie. But anyways, I digress. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I, my favorite, favorite, like, two scenes were when all the female Avengers were, like, teamed up. And that was so badass. Pepper was there. Everyone was there. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I was like 
legitimately wanted to get out of my seat and just like clap because I thought it was the most badass scene ever. And it was only like two minutes or a minute, but it was the best minute of my life, I will admit. And then when Cap, he finally got to pick up the hammer. And I really liked it the first time I went to go see it. Everybody clapped. And I'm like, yeah, because we all felt it. Like, woo! We all knew he was going to do it. Yeah, so it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. So those were a a lot of my favorite scenes. Um, But overall, I thought it was done well. I'm a little unhappy that Tony had to die. I get it. It was his arc. You know, he finally can rest and all that. But he had a family. He had a daughter. And that really, like, it really sucked. And uh, a part of me... Like, I still, I don't know, every, I, I've heard the, how the time travel works in um, Avengers. I still don't get it, but I feel like, really, Captain, your whole arc was, you know, getting used to living in this new era and, you know, learning to let go. And then, well, he saw this opportunity and he went for it and he went yeah. back for Peggy. Well, maybe that, maybe that was the moral is like, he tried it out, he gave it a shot, he made it work. He could do it, but, but overall, after all of that, he couldn't stay from Peggy. Yeah, and Tony at, at one point was like, you know, hey, I found my life. You should try to get a life, too. And that was his line. He's like, you know, I think I'm going to try what Tony told me. You know, like, I'm going to go get a life. And he did. He went back and built his life with Peggy. And it's just really weird because he kissed Sharon Carter, and that's his niece. But then, did he undo all of that? No, because from the, so, no, it's in that timeline. Or alternate timeline. So really, I, I don't get it. I don't oh, get it. It's weird. gross. It's so gross. So, like, then is he really related to? Well, because now they're saying that in the Peggy show, they always allude to her husband, but they never talk about him. And she doesn't have any photo. Like, she doesn't really talk about him. She wasn't married in the show. Well, well, I don't know, but they're saying that it all makes sense now. Everything makes sense now. Well, because, yeah, like, she's alluded to him in the movie, too, like, when he saw her um, before she passed away. Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they, they don't, she doesn't speak his she name. She remember him. <sighs> I know. I don't know, but now they're saying that it all makes sense. I'm like, all right, fine, I guess. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was still his niece, but whatever, you know, Endgame, the time traveling thing, whatever. Uh, I, I really wish that he would have had more screen time with Bucky. But know, I'm mad that they went with Falcon and not Winter Soldier. Me too. I haven't seen the movie. I know everything that happens. You know, you know everything that happens. Yeah, I, I did not like that turn but whatever i mean, well they're doing bucky or they're doing the winter soldier yeah falcon, falcon and the winter soldier show. or whatever yeah. yeah yeah and they they actually I, I like them together they have good chemistry so i'll take it uh but i uh i liked it and um the the end one of the end scenes was well that scene was the funeral for tony and stuff and they brought back everyone um what's his name the little kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah. He was in there. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. They, like, you know, full circle. And Captain Marvel was there. Uh, I, I really like Captain Marvel and Rhodey. I did not know they get together in the comic books. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But they had kind of, they didn't have something, but you could tell that they cared for each other in the movie. And Captain Marvel obviously cut her hair. She got a nice do and stuff. Can, can I speak to the manager haircut? Yep. Her, uh, her haircut. I liked her hair longer, but, you know, that's just me. I mean... 
they skipped over. They skipped, yeah. They because she goes from being Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. When she's Captain Marvel, she's got the, the short hair haircut. Yeah, I don't know. They gave us the hair. Uh, I like Nebula a lot. Tony and Nebula actually work really well as a team. Um, but I love Karen Gillian. I've just never been a fan of that character. Me neither. And you know the funny thing is when they brought it because when uh, at one point present Nebula and past Nebula are you know in the same scenes and stuff. I'm so glad that she kind of in my in my eyes she retconned how she acted Nebula in the beginning because she overacted a lot and she totally toned it down. And was able to play it a lot better. So she's a lot more comfortable yeah. being Nebula now that she can play the bad and somewhat good Nebula yeah. in the same scene and pull it off well. So overall, good. Um, obviously, we got Gamora back, but that's the past Gamora. So she doesn't have any recollection of meeting Star-Lord and being part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think that's going to be part of the she, next movie. She doesn't know that they're lovers? Yeah, no. She's like, you You tell me I chose that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> oh, poor Chris Crap. And Thor, I think, is part of the Ga- Guardians now um, after the, the way things ended. Yeah. So, uh, and Mark Ruffalo did a really good job with Professor Professor Hulk. Professor Professor Hulk. So, overall, it was a good movie. I liked it. I just have little things that I'm going to nitpick and I'm just not going to be happy. But that's just me. Yeah. I wanted Iron Man, I wanted Tony to actually live a long life with his family. And obviously, he didn't get that. He was never, he was never going to be able to rest. I mean, the whole reason he cracked time travel was to see if he could do it. And he did. Yeah. So... It was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what else? I, I talked a lot about that. Oh, I wanted to rewatch Country Strong to see if it held up. I don't know what that is. It's this movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. I kind of went on Gwyneth Paltrow kick. Um, Garrett Hudlin, Lighten Meister. Okay. And what's his name? Faith Hill's husband. Who is Faith Hill's husband? It's not Keith Urban. I almost said no. that was Kidman's. <laughs> it's not... Is, is it Tim McGraw? No. Yeah, one yeah? of those guys. One of those guys. Anyways, so it's a it's a one of those like movie biopic, but not really. But it's not based on a true story. But it's like a country singer, and Gwyneth Paltrow is a country singer. So she's it's like her comeback tour because she was an alcoholic and all that. They pull her out of rehab too soon. Anyways, Tim McGraw is the only person who doesn't sing in the whole movie, even though he's the one who is a country star. I, but he does a good job. He yeah. he played a good he he did a really good job in his role. But so you know it's like this country music movie, and Gwyneth Paltrow actually did a really good job pulling it off. I thought. So I'm like, did this movie hold up a little bit? Yeah, oh, a smidgen. How old is it? Oh God, it came out. Um, let's see. It's when she and Beyonce were still buddies. More like about five years ago, I had never even heard of it. Yeah, it, it had a good soundtrack, and you know I don't like country, but I was able to handle it, and I actually like the songs in there. And um, there's a really good song that Garrett Hudlin and Leighton Meister do, and I'm like okay, so I, I thought it, I thought it was good. You know, I, I remember it being good. I'm like, all right, it still held up. The acting was pretty good. Now that I know more and stuff, and um, I'm not a particular big fan of Gwen Paltrow, but I liked her in this. 
Okay. I thought she did a good job. It's a sad story. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it, you know, a lot of it was inspired, I think, by Britney Spears and all that. Like, you know, just kind of the down spiral turn that your career will go through and stuff. And Head shaving. Yeah. Drugs, alcohol, the all umbrella that stuff. Throwing. Oh, God. I get more and more where she did that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always almost there. So it, it was a good movie. Um, I'm... I'd recommend it. If you're ever bored and it's on TV, watch it. Okay. And then for TV, I started re-watching Bones. My mom loves that show. I, I love it too. But I'm like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. Someone made a comment on Sunday that it's not really a show that you rewatch. I'm like, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I will rewatch it. So I'm rewatching. it. I'm like, it's enjoyable. I am a huge fan of David Boreanaz. Angel from Buffy. I never watched Buffy. You did it? Okay, well, David Koreanis. <laughs> I had a huge crush on him. I already thought it was oh, weird. Oh, okay. He, but he's the dude. In he's both. a dude, yeah. I kept thinking it was Nathan Fillion for some reason. Because <laughs> that's believable. I get, I, yeah. Yeah, it's one Nathan of those shows. Nathan Fillion could play any role. He could role. play any role. Nathan Fillion is in um, Big Mouth. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. you've mentioned that before. He's in any everything and anything. Um, So, I don't know. I like Bones. I enjoy the show. A lot, and I'm currently in the second season right now. So, so right. I have a lot to catch up on because I did yeah. not watch the last seasons. I kind of like wa- tuned in for like the important stuff, but I never like actually watched everything. So now I'm gonna stick to it because I got go. nothing better to do. <laughs> Anyways, what? Okay, now we can go into stuff we did together. So, so we'll skip Game of Thrones. That'll be the last. The last one. one. Okay. Um, Detective Pikachu. Oh my god. It was really good. Oh, I loved it. I loved it a lot. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. For, like, I don't know, I guess I didn't go into it with a, the high bar, or, or like a hard no. bar set or anything. I wasn't expecting much, but it actually was really funny. Ryan Reynolds bought, brought a lot of humor to it. Yeah. He and was I liked it. really, Yeah. He was really good, well, more than Pikachu, but he was really good Pikachu. And then they, like... (laughs) I like the twist at the end. There were so many, like, hidden Pokemon in the movie. There's, like, over a hundred over the course of the movie. And it's, like, you miss some of them. I ended up looking it up later to Mm. see all of the, the ones. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're in there. Um, but like, they had Mewtwo in it. Mewtwo wasn't actually a bad guy. Spoiler alert. Uh, pro Mewtwo here. I love that guy. <laughs> I'm tired of him being the bad guy. Yeah. Like being the, whatever it is. I'm, I'm so glad that he was a good guy. Like, yeah. yes, Mewtwo. Where's Mew? Mew. 
But they, they cracked a pretty funny joke at the beginning. They were making fun of Cubone. <laughs> and it made me so sad. Aww. He's crying in the field and he's like, says something like, hey, buddy, you miss your mama? <laughs> that was cold, man. That well, was cold. Well, he said something about wearing the skull of your dead mom or, or something. Or uh, relatives or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah like, oh, it was pretty funny. Glad you, you mentioned that, okay? But, uh, and then the, the, um, the Indian guy that's in Deadpool was in it for, like, five minutes. I love laugh. him. I He's do, so Depinder. <laughs> God, he looked really good as, like, he could play off being young. Cause I yeah. Think, I no, he looked like he him. was young. Yeah. Teenager or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a really enjoyable movie. I, I wonder if he was brought on because of Ryan Reynolds. I guarantee you. Yeah, that's it's why. like, hey, you gotta bring my buddy in. And Dopinder, come here. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a really enjoyable movie, especially if you're like us and you grew up playing the games and you knew the lore. And even if you weren't into Pokemon, it's a movie that you could definitely watch still. Totally. Mm-hmm. They fill you in with enough to get by. You go in like if you didn't know Pokemon. Yeah. So I like that. It was cute. I thought Justice Smith did a really good job as I a leading so man. I I've never seen him in anything, but yeah. I'm like, dude. Carry on, please. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, and I liked that his counterpart, um, what's her face, the girl that was in Big Little Lies. Um, yeah, she did a really good job too. She did like, too. Psyduck. <laughs> oh my god, I've never liked Psyduck before. And Psyduck but was so cute. And I know. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, how are you carrying him on your back? He's like a 50 pound fucking duck. That is intense. I love how they put Pikachu in a baby seat. <laughs> And side hooks all over. You're like, like rub, my, rub feet. my feet. If you want me to blow up, rub my feet. Um, that was really cute. Can you explain to me? I think I know, but I need you to explain to me. Why is it that he could understand Pikachu? Was it because it was his dad and Mewtwo gave him like a special like? I think so. Power. I think that, that okay. was it. Yeah, that wasn't really like fully explained. What was it? But that would be my guess. Okay. All right. Because that was really bothering me the second time I went. I'm like, how is he understanding? Because. Him? He knew that Pikachu was gonna find him. Or yeah, he yeah. He needed to bring him, yeah. Yeah. Um I could have done with a lot less Pokemon cruelty. That's the nature of the beast. Poor I know joke, but I know, but I mean I felt really bad for um for Charizard and then um You mean eczema Charizard? Eczema, yeah, dude, that is <laughs> So many of them looked so good and then a couple of them it was like the CGI could have done a lot more work. And I'm like, if this is a movie that borrows heavily on CGI, you need to do a good job. Because when, when they were captured Mewtwo and they were putting him in the van, it was so obvious that it was not... I mean, I don't know. I didn't notice it that bad there. For me, it was, it was like, any Pokemon probably, that yeah. were, like, fuzzy looked really good. Like oh, yeah. Pikachu, Pikachu looked and amazing. Arcanine and Growlithe and, like, the Dodrio and the Doduo... They all looked really good, but then you Charizard. had the Pokemon like Charizard. I, I just don't know it. if I cared for the way that they did his skin. Like everything no. else was convincing, but he looked really like nasty, like mean. I mean, the Apoms looked really mean too. They yeah. were really demonic up until they were not demonic anymore. But it was weird. I don't know, but I thought, yeah, like there, there are some things. There, there are some yeah. things they could have worked on, but I really and and overall liked it. Yeah. Um, well, and you have to think too. It's like it's something that's not real. How do you make it look real so 
They did their best. And I think they did a pretty good job overall. It but was a reptile skin. They could have done that. Yeah. Like, it just... It, they they could have gave him, like, smaller scales, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Diplo. What the hell was Diplo doing in there? <laughs> I forgot about that. Fucking Diplo. I didn't know that's who it was until after the movie, and I was, I was like, like, oh. oh. <laughs> of all the DJs you could have picked, you picked Diplo. Fine. I wish they would have done Steve Aoki or whatever. Whatever. No, I liked it. Um, I kept confusing. I thought it was Gina Rodriguez for the longest time, the scientist. Oh, yeah. But it was actually Rita Ora, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. it looks the same. I really, really wanted them to do the Pokemon song, like the Pokemon theme song at the end, but no. Pikachu sang it, thank God. Pikachu sang it. Thank you, Pikachu, for thank you, Ryan giving me Reynolds. that. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, I loved it overall. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I liked the 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 detective that what's his face met in the beginning oh um his boss his the, dad's boss yeah yeah he's a cool dude i liked his pokemon um, <laughs> who would be my pokemon partner i don't know i think i'd go with chikorita chikorita all the way but then bulbasaur oh my god that cutie pie okay oh my god loved it I would have a hard time picking. It's a hard. It's I'm a hard pretty choice. particular. Um, Totodile, Houndour, Houndoom, mm. Growlithe, Arcanine, or Vaporeon, Eevee Vaporeon, because Vaporeon's my favorite all time top 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 to be top Pokemon. But I also like Arcanine. I also like Houndoom. Houndoom's my second my second favorite, and then Totodile. I don't know. Totodile's up there too. They had Totodile in there briefly. They had like. Like pictures of somebody yeah. with Totodile. Yeah, I don't know. I have a thing for alligators. So I've you do. Liked you do. So you, you would go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I guess it's I'm a water t- Pokemon person. You are. I've never thought about that. You are. I've noticed that. I just really like Chikorita. Basic me would be like Pikachu, but I'm like, let's not go basic. Let's go a little bit more. Let's explore let's a little go bit a little more. Deeper. Okay, I would choose Mewtwo, but he would choose me. So that's yeah, true. <laughs> you know, I'd be that like, I'll, I'll follow you, Mewtwo. You tell me where to go. So it know. kind of makes me question how the legendaries worked because we were talking about this in the movie it's theater. True. Was that they had like posters on the wall at one point that were talking about legendary Pokemon and like Articuno having like a match with somebody but it's like so then are there more than one legendary bird or is it like one person has articuno like how does this work and then they obviously knew about rayquaza because that was on the wall and they obviously knew about arceus because he was also like statues but then like mew they implied that there was really only one mew they did. So it's like, how the does that work? How but does then that work? They did. Th- so my understanding is they did tie the Mewtwo from the movie, the first Pokemon movie, because they said he escaped from Kanto 22 years ago or 20 years ago. Well, but so, that's just Mewtwo's backstory. Okay, so they're not tying it into that lore, to that Yeah, because Mewtwo was when he always the Team Rocket Lab in... Lavender? No, not Lavender Town. So 
There, there was a, a lab that blew up that yeah, you escaped from. Yeah, where you escaped from. But, so, they're not alluding to Ash existing in this world or No, not. Okay. I don't All think right. so. Dang it! <laughs> I mean, he probably does. I want, I want him to show up. But, okay. All right. But, I'm, I'm all about Mewtwo. I did not see, actually, just to throw this out there, one Officer Jenny or one Nurse Joy. What the hell, man? That's, like, the one thing that I wanted to see. Officer Jenny was always my favorite. Yeah, but I guess not in that town, whatever, city. Do you remember, this is taking it back, when they used to play Pokemon on, like, WB? Yeah, that's why I watched it. Do you remember they used to have, like, the funny little music videos every once in a while? Yes. There was the one that Brock would sing about Jenny and Officer Joy, like, and and Nurse Joy. Fucking Brock. Do you remember that? And it was like, Jenny, oh, Jenny, Joy. Oh, oh my god, okay, so I'm not just crazy. That was a thing. It was. Okay. I remember those because Brock was such a horn dog. Yes, he was. Oh my god, dude, he could not keep it in his pants. No, Mm-mm. he could not. I don't know how he saw anybody. But Yeah, I wondered about that too. But he had the hots for that. He had the hots for everybody. I was really digging Mewtwo. He was I, I was happy that he was a good guy. Yeah. Because I feel like he gets a bad rap all the time. All the time. But I was totally digging him. I'm like, mm. And they play a, they play you. They're like, oh, 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 he's a bad guy. And then it's like, uh-uh. Nope, just kidding. I was like, no, never. My Mewtwo would never do that. And, and he did it. He's totally good. Fucking ditto. <laughs> oh, my God. That creeped me out. I cannot. I can't. That really creeped me out. That scene, fucking A. Did you guys have to do that? Legitimately, eyes are gonna haunt me. Oh god! And then when the ditto smiles, ew, the creepy. (laughs) That was uh, yeah. Okay, that was Detective Pikachu. A very enjoyable movie. Yeah, clearly we talked about it for a while. Loved it. Loved it. Um, (laughs) Game of Thrones is last. Well, BTS, Elora. Well, Game of Thrones Bruise Cruise. Oh, okay. Let's go there first. That legit was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. Well, it was sponsored by Oma Gang, right? Oma yeah. Gang and Stone Brewing. Yeah, yeah, they were the beer companies that sponsored it. And it was a harbor, three-hour harbor cruise, two-hour, three-hour harbor cruise. There was a Blink-182 cover band. That was awesome. And I was jumping in heels and probably shouldn't have been. Um, that was so much fun. It was so much fun. And then we, you guys were staring at me like I was a weirdo or something because I, I was dancing. No, I was dancing too. You guys were standing like 10 feet behind oh, we, me. No, oh, we weren't staring at you. You were just like, oh my god. Um, no, it was not you. No, that was fun. Yeah. We were just trying to make sure we weren't going to get stomped on. Oh my god, you guys weren't going to get stomped. Um, And then we danced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. So many people are so creative. Yeah. Um, we those, saw so many cool costumes. They made their own costumes. I'm just like, oh my god, it's so amazing. And we did the John Snow mating dance. <laughs> we, <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was. It's always really cool to be like at these events because it's like collectively, we all really love this mm-hmm. show. And it really came out there, you know, <laughs> Was it before? It was during the season, like, the first couple. Was it before or right as the season started? It was right before. Right before. Okay, yeah. so we were all collectively happy. Or no, it, maybe it was, like, the f- first episode had just aired or something. But it was, okay. like, right at the very right beginning. At, okay, yeah. It was so cool. And we had cloaks, and they were bomb. We got so much attention off of them. From Amazon for 25 bucks. Best deal ever. Best purchase ever. We. It was so much fun. The The... Trying out all the beers is cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, we got to take a picture with the Night King. Yeah. That was really cool. Did not take a picture with the Night Queen. Missed out on that. She was very creepy. Very legitly good. Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um. So, yeah, it was, pr- it was really it was just, awesome. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. We took a picture with... With, with the wildlings with the wildlings yeah that was really cool and they want to take a picture with me I was like okay all right like <laughs> i love this um so i mean i enjoyed it what i had a lot of fun too yeah it, just like you said having all those people that like the same stuff in the same area together riding on the boat it was cool we're on a boat <laughs> and the music was good like they had they had like r and well r&b not the right term hip-hop and, like, rap on the top floor, and then they had the Blink-182 cover band, and then they had Game of Thrones soundtrack. And I kept waiting them to, to, for, for them to play Winds of Winter, and I didn't hear it, and I'm like, come on! <laughs> See, even Sugar's upset. Yeah, Winds of Winter, always. But, yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. BTS, girl, BTS, okay. BTS, BTS, <laughs> BTS. <laughs> it was... Amazing. Thebomb.com. I still don't have words. I still have PCD, post-concert disorder. Um, Good way putting it. They, like, okay, so I wouldn't buy the seats that we had again. Oh, God, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it was not worth it. I don't remember seeing them. Like, so the in- I kind of gave up. Sorry. The intent is when they do these shows for Korean audiences and they have seats on the floor like that, people don't stand up. You stay sitting. If everybody in our section would have stayed sitting, we could have seen them. Mm-hmm. But no, everybody was standing up. And the stupid chick, two people in front of me, Reporting. had her phone up the whole time. <laughs> but when we could see them, and you could see the monitors and everything, they were super good. Yeah. They, they're dancing, and just their voices, and just everything about them. I have... I have had a long-established bias, J-Hope, for a while, Mm -hmm. and that concert just gave me, like, more appreciation for all of them, and J-Hope is still my bias, but I appreciate all of them so much more. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, it wasn't anything against them, but I just never really, like, cared for Jin or V or a couple of them. I just, I really was more drawn to the rap line, and Jameen... I don't know what it was about Jameen, but I was just drawn to them, and so now I definitely have a, a better appreciation for all of them, especially V. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> so, I... Yes. Just everything about it. I'm starting a V pin collection, I oh didn't tell God. you. I love it! <laughs> I love it! May or may not have bought, like, two or three already. Let's just say that after the concert, we went through Three merchandise booths, five <laughs> stuff, four. Which I said I wasn't five. gonna do. I said I wasn't gonna do it, and I did it. Um, and I bought the premiere or the the premium photo cards, is what yeah. they're called. And I brought them back home, and they're basically very soft close up pictures of the boys' faces. <laughs> and I told Eric I'm gonna hang them on the wall, and he was like, "The fuck you are!" <laughs> he said, "You can kiss them." I was like, back. I'll just hang them on your side of the bed so they're having sex. They're staring at you. And he's like, no. <laughs> so hilarious. I love that. I ship it. As a non-BTS fan before as going As a non-army. In, as a non-army, <laughs> yeah. 
I legitimately, they earned a fan that night because they are amazing performers. The show was just amazing. Although I don't remember seeing much of it because these people were so tall. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and I really, really tried to concentrate, but I was just like, okay, well, my neck hurts. I'm just going to enjoy the music because at the end of the day, that's what I'm here for. So I, I, <laughs> I was like screaming in Korean. Loved it. I loved it. Loras. I cry. I love it. Yes. I, I I do not cry at concerts. I cry when I get a little bit, well, don't even cry. My eyes well up when I get over threshold, but I legitimately was crying. <laughs> As someone who cries at a lot of concerts, it was great. I, I cried. Yeah. No. I, I love it. Um, I get emotional as well. Um, I really enjoyed that concert a lot. Yeah. A lot. And I am... Um, I, I didn't know the songs, but we listened to them on the drive mm-hmm. there. So I, I knew, like, when Fake Love came on and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. <laughs> this is so cool. So um, I, I just, it was really cool just to, like, all these fans are just so amazing. Like, the girls behind us, like. They were cracking me oh up. Oh, my God. You know what you're doing when you lick your lips like that? <laughs> when I turned around, I was like, oh. What's up, girl? But no, the fans are amazing. Um, the whole atmosphere was fun. I like the whole light stick, light stick thing. Mm-hmm. I really wish I would have bought one because I wanted to be in on that. Um, but you saved yourself fifty bucks. Yeah, but I mean, the whole it was just really cool. I yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. So I think that is one of my top concerts of the year. Yeah. So and now they've cool, been doing yeah. they've been doing the rounds. They were on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and they did like a Beatles parody. They were just on the season finale of The Voice. Oh, wow. Um, everywhere. They were on Sirius Radio. They lit up the Empire State Building last night purple because their phrase is, I purple you. <laughs> I um, purple you. I love and it. so they, they lit it up purple. They're just, they're everywhere now. They hung out with Halsey because mm-hmm. she'd had a, you know, she had a concert the other night. So maybe they stopped in and were like, hey. Yeah, they were, they were hanging out with her. They were yeah. chilling. I love that. I love that they're buddies. A lot of people were getting upset, though, because there was a picture of, like, Halsey and um, Rat Monster. Uh-huh. And they're, they're, like, legit good friends now, and they have a secret handshake and all this shit. And, like, people were like, how come he can't look at me that way? Because you're not there, girl. I know, right? Love it. Um, no, it was just... It, it, I loved all the fans. I really yeah. did like it. I it don't feel like cool. we met. There wasn't really anybody that was rude. No, we or, all got along. Yeah, everybody was generally mm-hmm. generally pretty nice. Yeah, no, and you got to meet your. I got to meet um, peaches and cream, peachy and cream. Um, she made the the beret that I was wearing that night that had BTS lyrics on it. Yeah, it's very so, cool whole look inspired by that beret so Loved shout it. out to her we posted about her on our instagram yeah she actually made a couple different designs now oh really place. and she's got some pins that are going up for pre-sale too so check her out on the grams cool on the grams liked it all right <laughs> game of thrones let's talk about this let's do it let's knock it out all right overall series wise how do you feel? Well, the good answer is you posted it earlier. I think it was today, and I've seen it pop up a couple times where it's the drawing of the horse, and it just gradually gets worse the closer you get to the face. <laughs> <up>. True. <laughs> like, 
Overall, I'm I'm disappointed in the way it ended. We're we're gonna talk spoilers. So yeah, so if you don't want to listen, get out. I saw Danny going bad from a mile away because you remember when we first started watching, like you were all about her, and I was. I still am. I was always like, I don't know. There's I think I had told you this a couple times. There's something about her that I just didn't click. Yeah, something didn't click, and I I don't know. Maybe not in the way it happened, but I did see her going mad queen in my head, at least from the beginning. So that wasn't really a surprise to me. It happened quite fast. That's where I felt like if they would have given us more, then fine. Okay, I'll accept it. But it was just like, yeah, from one episode to another. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, fine. And I don't know. I'm really upset about no context to the White Walkers or the Night King. I think that bothers me the most because that was, like, the biggest mystery to everything. Like, what's driving him? Why is he doing this? Um, The show started with the White Walkers. So how does it end without them? Right. With (laughs) no context. Nothing. We don't, we know nothing. So it would have been, like, I don't know, some explanation. You're telling me that the children of the forest stabbed that dude in the heart with the stupid thing and he got out of control and that was it. He had no motivation whatsoever. None. So, there's that. Bran, I think, was secretly a villain the entire time. I, this little tool bag, I swear to God, like, I... Frustrated, I don't have words. I know, no. I, but it makes me feel like he's been am- ambitious. Like, I wonder if he knew that he could potentially become king since he became the Three-Eyed Raven, like, since he went beyond the wall. Like, maybe he couldn't see that far, and then when he saw that, it was like an awakening, and he knew if he manipulated certain things and did certain things a certain way. Especially because of the way he reacted at the very end where they were like, well, we're going to make you king, and he goes, well, why do you think I'm here? Like, oh, well, excuse me. That makes me feel like he's been plotting or he kind of, like, I don't know. Something about that irked me in the wrong way. I did, too. Um, Sansa got what she always wanted. And, like, I'm happy. It makes sense to me. But at the same time, she, it just frustrated me because everybody ended up being so ambitious for, like, thrones I, duh, the fucking show is called Game of Thrones, but, like, I expected them to all kind of want more, especially after everything that happened. Arya's really the only one that, like, got out. I mean, John did too. To an extent, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm. I guess I'm still kind of digesting it, but the one thing that does stick in my head is I don't like that Bran ended up on the throne, and mm-hmm. I'm really upset that the White Walkers didn't have any explanation. Yeah. I agree. I agree. They they rushed it. You could tell they clearly didn't care, because the inside of the episodes, like, you don't need those if you are doing good writing, and they needed them, and they just look bored, the Dumb and Dumber um, <laughs> showrunners, and... Everything was just so out of character. Like, Jon Snow, what the fuck, man? He was getting manipulated by everyone. Like, Tyrion literally had to walk him through, like, you need to kill Danny. Like, I'm like, really? 
And it really made me mad. Like, they twisted everything Danny did with the freeing of the slaves and crucifying the rapist. Oh my god, that's so bad that she did that. Well, I mean, okay, but that's why I saw it coming. Because like they were saying, in the right context, it makes her look like a hero. Because all of these people were legitimately bad people that deserved what they got. But at the same time, she still, there were other ways to handle it. I don't know. No, I think that if I had dragons, I would burn all the rapists. Well, so in other words, we shouldn't chime bells in front of you. No. But I'm like, I, those people deserved it because they were enslaving people. The What they did to the enslaved was terrible. Well, yeah. Um, you know... All that stuff. Masandi ended up in chains before she dies. Like, really? You were going to kill a very prominent female character of color. Well, yeah, that. You put her in chains and you chop off her head. Fine. Wow. Okay. Um, but men were discussing what a woman That's had done. That's true. That I didn't like that either. And Sansa being like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of glad I got raped. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, that I didn't me? like either. I'm like, you guys hate women this much? Fine, I understood that the whole show, it was literally that. But they were just like, we don't give a shit anymore. We're just going to bulldoze right through. I forgot about those things. Which, like, they gave us fan service on some stuff. They gave us, like, uh, Gendry and Arya and Brienne and Jamie, And then, Jamie, all that redemption for nothing? You've got to be kidding me. All those prophecies, the prince that was promised, like that one meme that I uh, shared, the horn, um, everything that was foreshadowed, just like, oh, we kind of forgot about that. Oh, we forgot that John did this. Oh, we forgot that we got, like, that's bullshit. It all went out the window. Like, you, and I'm like, you, they had the opportunity. They were giving, HBO was willing to give them as much money, how many ever seasons to conclude the story. And they were like, nah, peace out. Cause we got to go do Star Wars. And I'm like, that's, that's a really shitty thing to do. And I think they thought that, I think they expected backlash, but th- I don't think they expected this much backlash. Yeah. Because, Oh, are those media outlets destroying them? They're ripping them a new one. And I'm, like, living for it. Because it's like, yeah, you know, the petition is not, like, really, like, let's make remake season eight. But it's, it's like, look how bad you guys fucked up. Yeah, like, you guys are incompetent. You couldn't handle it. And it, it, at the end, if this is George R. R. Martin's story, like, in the end, this is how it's going to end, I have better faith in him doing it because everything he does is for a reason. They cut out characters that would have explained why Danny went crazy or yeah. John did this or Sansa did that. Like Sansa Sansa's still in the veil eating lemon cakes, but like there's so many reasons as to why. So them cutting the story and cutting the story like the storylines and giving giving them to other characters like Lady Stoneheart to Arya and all that it's like they realize, oh shit, we kind of have to do this now, but we don't have enough time, so we're just gonna like flip the switch and just, yeah. you know, get to the end. Danny probably does go crazy. Maybe she doesn't. We don't know. But it, it, I, I would believe it if they gave me more episodes. Yeah. But, well, and I could have seen Danny being a slow decline. Like that would have been. Her father was a slow decline. Yeah. But do you know what I? Because I, wa- I was rewatching season yeah. one. Do you know what the first what first did it for me? What. Was when they gave Viserys the golden crown. I think I told you this the other night. Oh, because she was like... Because it wasn't just like... 
they're killing this horrible person that tortured me. Because he totally deserved it. He's a dick character. Like, he deserved to die. But the fact... I know that he was a terrible person, but at the same time, it was still her brother. And it was really, like, the only other person in the world that had cared for her at one point. And I know she had Drogo now, but, like... All she could say is, he's not the blood of a dragon. Like, that's what... Because it for me, it felt like a power thing. Like, like you're not the true blood of a dragon, but I am. Well, she didn't even know that yet, though. Yeah. Well, that's true. She didn't. She just was like, okay, well, you're not, you're not what you say you I are. But that was the first thing for me where I was like, okay. And, like... It's, I, I mean, if you put it in that context, it's worse because in the book she's like 13 and she's feeling that way. So, it's like, yeah, you know, her brother abused her mentally, physically, sexually, all that shit. And I don't, I don't blame her for feeling that no. way. And I, I think he deserved to die. Like, I definitely think so. But at the same time, I feel like some of her reactions, if she would have reacted differently. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed very vindictive. Yeah. Well, you know, it was the start of her hardening and, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, no, there there are, there are ways there, but it was, like, her father had a very slow decline. And hers was just pushed from one to another. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Do that, but I'm still always going to be pro Danny. John, I feel, you know, like, they butchered Danny and they butchered John because he yeah. was just getting manipulated by everyone. Yeah. He like, barely said anything. I know he knows nothing, but at the same time, they God had to explain it. everything to him. Yeah, I'm like, really? Like, Sansa clearly wanted to just manipulate him. Yeah. Tyrion was, manip- everybody was just like. Well, and I feel like at some point, he's supposed to be this good, honest character, and you're going to tell me that you're going to continue to deny what she's done, even though we can see that you were visibly upset by it. Side-eyeing her. Like, the whole time. But you're not going to come to the conclusion that she's not going to be a good queen, and you're going to continue to deny it? And he didn't try to stop her at any point or talk to her? Like, hey, maybe we should talk about the reason why I'm rejecting you or why why I'm feeling this way. No, at no point did he decide, let's have a conversation about this, Danny. Like, no, and, like, even now I'm questioning, like, I mean, I could tell he loved her, quote-unquote, in season seven, but season eight, I was just like, who are you? Yeah. Who's who? Who's who? But they really butchered him. Tyrion ended up just being a dumbass the whole time. Like, he was not a very clever man, yeah. and I'm, I'm just like, every, like, everything, she listened to her advisors, and someone was analyzing this on Tumblr, and they're like, you know, when she's up there and she's, you know, everybody's surrendering, surrendering and, you know, Tyrion said, once you hear the bell, surrender. She's like, and they were saying, like, fuck that. Like, everything Tyrion has said, I followed and it's backfired. So how am I supposed to believe that the bells are going to signify that, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I could see that going through her head. Emilia Clark did an amazing job. Yeah. She pulled that off. And I'm... And I'm so glad that I think every again the showrunners and everyone expected everyone to turn on Danny, and this made people who hated Danny the entire series were like advocating for her and like were actually like straight up standing up for her. And I'm like, 
you like everything they wanted backfired on them and i'm like yes burn yeah. burn them all because like people that despise danny as a character were like no nah, you guys ruined her you guys tr- did her dirty and yeah. it's like you guys did john dirty because now we're always going to remember john the dumbass <laughs> Yeah. Over John actually, like, you know, king in the north. He's actually doing something. Making his own decisions. Trying to kill the Night King and stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to subvert expectations. Oh, your expectations are definitely subverted. Definitely. And they thought they were going to get an A plus on this. No, you people. You guys got, like, straight up F. So that's Game of Thrones. Overall, I feel like I invested so much. And I got very little for my return. Yeah, I I would say that. And it's disappointing because I love that show. I fought tooth and nail for that show, and now I'm just like, oh god, yes, I like Game of Thrones, but let's not talk about the last season ever. Yeah, and yeah, and that's it. it. Like, like I get, you know, they gave into some fan service, which was nice, and the show's not entirely fan service, but at the same time. We funded them. They really butchered yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to care, walk out. Right. Don't, don't, if, if ever again there's a showrunner that's tired of doing the show, which they didn't even do that much. I would expect showrunners who've had been on shows for longer to give up. Yeah. Like The Walking Dead. Like, they, they switched how many showrunners? But it's like, oh my god, you guys clearly didn't care. You guys only did, like, six episodes. And the last season was seven episodes. So you're just... Yep. Ugh. Yep. So disheartening. When they ran out of source material, they literally didn't know what to do. And so they just went for it and fucked it up. They got tired of being creative and having to think for themselves. And the sad part is, they wrote good episodes earlier, but they had... A blueprint they had where to pull from, and now they had no motivations, no nothing, no background, and, like, I'm really sad we never got Howlin' Reed, like... I know! So what was the whole point of their family? He was the only one that, besides the record in the Citadel, the only one that knew. And he didn't show up ever? Ever. His daughter got just walked, written off the show, like... Yep. Mira just dropped off Bran and... Jojen just dies. Mira went through all that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Well, and, and, like, you're gonna tell me, so fucking Bran is all super apathetic towards her. Bran's fucking super apathetic towards everybody else. Bran doesn't want to be the fucking head of Winterfell. He's not really Bran the anymore. The lord of Winterfell. He's not really Bran. All this bullshit. But he can be the, the king. Fucking king of the six kingdoms. Oh, by the way, uh, why is it that no other kingdom decided to, like... Right. The Iron Islands didn't all of a sudden decide that they wanted to be separate? Yar... What? Only Sansa gets it because our brother is the king now? Whatever. Yeah. A lot of things. Robin Longbottom. Damn, I feel weird, but it's like, he's kind of looking good. He's 18. (laughs) He's 18. Don't do it. No, I, I'm following him. On, I'm following him on Instagram, and he he looked good. He grew up well. Mm. Oh my god, I feel weird. Oh, okay, all right, enough. All right, I'm weirdo. I'm done. Let's talk about trailers. Oh my god, news. Elora, you have some. Go. On. Um. So some of these are well. One of them is a little bit older, but there's a new date. So first one, Stranger Things season three. 
there is a clip called the pool clip, and it actually cracked me up because it's very 80s. All of it is very 80s. I love it. But this was um, the jerk brother. Uh, what's his name? Can't remember his name. But the one with the curly hair that played like the hot jerk brother in oh. season two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the lifeguard at the local pool. And it shows him walking by all these moms. And these moms like adjust themselves and get all perfect. Ew. Like they watch it to the dot to see when he's going to walk out and change oh my shift. God. It was pretty funny. And it had a lot of, um, what's that movie? Sandlot vibes. Mm. Where there's the, the hot lifeguard girl. At the pool. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. yeah. So it was It was just really funny. And like all the women that are walking past him are checking him out and all this shit. So it was really 80s. funny. I'm getting hyped for that. Comes out um, July, 4th of July weekend. Mm. So um, the second one, Agarettes Go Season 2, they released a trailer last year or like a teaser last year. Um, well, now they've released clip or not clips, but like screenshots. And it looks like she's still with Haida, which makes me happy. Haida is her hyena co-worker um, that always had a crush on her. And um, they released the date, which is June 14th, for this to premiere. I'm stoked. I love Agarette, so. It's cute. And then the last trailer is uh, the Batwoman Elseworlds crossover episode of the CW shows was so popular and so good that they decided to bring Ruby Rose back to play Batwoman, and she's getting her own series, which is kind of cool. So this was just like a teaser trailer. Yeah. Shows her standing on the corner of a building with her cape flapping dramatically, and she's Batwoman. I dig it. So, there we go. There are I dig three it. quick trailers. Oh, I have three quick trailers. Well, kind of. Um, Ooh, this first one, though. Brightburn. I actually really want to see this I want to see this, too. I, I know. I'm scared, though. I really like James Gunn. I think he'll do a really good oh, job. Oh, it looks really good. I'm going to be, like, watching it through my fingers. But Brightburn is basically, like, what if Super Superman was bad? Yeah, what if Superman, instead of deciding to save the world, He wanted to destroy it. it. So I, I'm really pumped to see this, Um, but it, it, it looks a little bit scary, but I've watched all the trailers, and I'm like, okay, I can handle it, I think. Um, it is directed by James Gunn, yeah. so I have a lot of faith in it. Um, I do, too. So, check out the trailer. It's really interesting. I like the concept. I always like those coin flip concepts Mm -hmm. so it should be interesting i believe and then uh maleficent 2 um i don't get it but i didn't i didn't actually watch the trailer for this one well maleficent's bad again but now i i I honestly don't know who she's what kingdom she's fighting against because the the princess princess Aurora. aurora no yeah is in it and she's with that kingdom, but that's not the same dad. I don't, I honestly don't know what's going on, but it's Angelina Jolie. I'll watch it, fine. I'll probably watch it, because I like the first one. Um, she had a very sexy outfit in, at one scene, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Disney. Excuse me. What, what What's going on? Put some clothes on her. Uh, they bought Fox. <laughs> yeah, oh, they that's can true. do that now. They can do that. Uh, so that's that trailer. I don't know. Check it out. I'll put it in the notes. And then the last one. Dun, dun, dun. Angel has fallen. The third movie in the Olympus has oh. fallen franchise. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Yeah. So this time, Morgan Freeman's the president. What? And Gerard Butler is protecting him. 
But, 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 there's a conspiracy. He gets framed for trying to kill the <gasps> president. And now he has to, like, you know, be on the run and and save himself and save the country kind of thing. So I love it. They replaced his wife. They, they recast it, and now it's Piper Paraboo. I have no clue who that is. But She's the okay. coyote ugly girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, her. I was like, okay. All right, they recasted. Fine. Uh, I think that Gerald said that this would be maybe the last one because he's getting old. But I really enjoy these movies. They'll just de-age him in the next one. Exactly. They will. They'll just put in a stunt double. But I, I love these movies. I love Olympus Has Fallen because it has such a Rainbow Six feel like of like those video games. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. A lot of people hated it. And they thought that it was like, oh, it was shitty action. Like, I don't know about you, but I liked it. Anyways, first movie's on Netflix. Check it out. And then watch the other movie. And then watch Angel Has Fallen when it comes out. And so now we jump into the news. Oh, and funny you say this. Okay. <laughs> so Disney has assumed full, will, uh, has assumed full control of Hulu. <gasps> Shit. What does this I want to know what this means for my Hulu. Do I need to cancel? Well, not right now. But Comcast uh, last week agreed to sell its ownership stake in the streaming video service to Disney. The sale won't happen for at least another five years, but Disney will take full operational control of Hulu right now. So they, I, I know that when, at, so at one point Hulu was a joint venture between Disney, 21 Century Fox, Comcast, NBC Universal and Time Warner. But when Disney bought out Fox, they and Fox had the majority of the shares. They inherited inherited that and now they're buying out the rest. So I'm assuming that they're gonna at one maybe at some point they're gonna bring in Disney Plus into it the fold and maybe they'll bundle it. I don't know, because I'm also thinking I'm like, well, I hope they have the app available for my PS4. That's where my mind goes and stuff. So it it should be an interesting it should be interesting to see how this all pans out because I know I believe that there is another network that wants to pull all their shows off Netflix because they want to create their own streaming service. So it just adds up where it's like I don't think that people are willing to pay this much money for all this stuff. No. And at this point, I'm okay with Disney assuming full control of Hulu. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to lose, like, The Office and Parks and Rec. If they go and do their own streaming, like, they CBS already has their own streaming. So, just, if everybody just starts splitting off, something's going to not work. Yeah, we're back to having basically paying for cable because exactly. you're paying for so many streaming services. Exactly. And I'm already thinking, well, I can cancel HBO. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. I, I canceled don't. Crunchyroll. Mm, see? I should can- cancel. But I think my mom still watches Westworld, so <sighs> I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But that that is um, how the internet streaming services are shaping up. Disney is own. It's going to be Dis- <laughs> and when I acquire Hulu, I'll have the five, six Infinity Stones. <laughs> you will. All they need to do is acquire Netflix, and it would be so weird. So weird. It kind of creeps me out that Disney is taking control of everything, because there's always been that long-standing joke that things are going to get disney Well, yeah, we're getting yeah. there. 
Well, I always thought that it was going to be Amazon, but no, I think Disney is going to be the new Skynet. Ugh. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, speaking of Netflix, we have some casting news for Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, you are not happy about this. No, I am not. Um, so, apparently, according to this article, Netflix is pulling no punches on production, and casting thus far has proven worth the hype. John Cho was chosen to play the show's devastatingly cool protagonist, Spike mm-hmm. Spiegel. I am totally okay with John Cho. I'm totally okay with the other casting. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show. I know we've talked yeah. about it, mm-hmm. but everybody else that they picked is great. Like, I can picture them as these characters, um, and... At the time that we had discussed this, we had said that the only two they had not cast were Edward and Ayn. Well, the cast Ayn. (laughs) Bella, the two-year-old Siberian husky, will round off the predominantly human and entirely motley crew of bounty hunters as Datadog Ayn. Ooh... Let's just say that when we, when I broke the news to Laura, we were on the road. Oh, I uh, thought she was joking. No, we were on a pop prism road trip. We were on our way to Vegas and she flipped her shit. Elora <laughs> <laughs> was not happy. Let's just say that. So I'll, let me finish reading this okay. and then I'll go okay. into my thoughts. Okay, okay. My thoughts on this. Sources say that Netflix has decided to make an artistic choice air quotes in casting bella citing her intense and intelligent screen presence befitting a genetically engineered data dog as their rationale i'm sorry if i sound salty while i read this (laughs) while ein is drawn as a welsh corgi in the cartoon version of bebop the reasoning behind his original design was based solely on a member of Bebop's creative team's love for the breed. No shit. This is the reason why everybody loves corgis. Besides them being the queen's dog. I can name on one hand, at least, I can name other corgis named I because of this show. I personally know someone. Mm. That has two corgis because the first exposure they had to corgis was Cowboy Bebop and it made them fall in love with the breed. This is not counting myself. Yeah. That's cold. I'm salty. So mad. So salty. Nothing in the story says Ayn has to be a corgi, a spokesperson for the Netflix project explained. And honestly, a reboot that precisely mimics the source material is boring. We've already seen that story. Ho ho, Netflix person i'm sorry i'm gonna boycott your show because you did not cast a corgi sorry when asked about concerns related to fan backlash netflix's spokesperson replied with just like the genre the show is named for sometimes it's better to do what's unexpected what's never been done before this is the ethos of bebop and we're being true to that we're confident true fans of the show will embrace this choice bitch you thought (laughs) GTFO with this bullshit because it's bullshit and you can't tell me you like mm, nope mm. <laughs> I know I like I get wanting to be different than than the animated show and everything that. You don't but like that. 
that is something that, like, Bebop, if you see an, an anime corgi, that's what you automatically associate it with. There, like, there's so much Bebop merchandise. Like, stuffed Ein the corgi, and sunshades with Ein the corgi and puppies, and he's so embedded in, like, anime culture, and, like, it hurts that Netflix would do this. It's a betrayal. It is a betrayal. So Netflix can go take a long walk off a short pier, and you can tell me about the next book. <laughs> oh, before I forget, I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about Game of Thrones, um, I wanted to mention the shade they threw at the ga- the Iron Throne in the books. Because, you know, when Danny was, like, saying how Viserys had told her that there were, like, a thousand swords and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and you couldn't climb it up. And I'm like, that's shade because that's how the Iron Throne is in the books. Boo. <laughs> Shade, shade, boo, dumb and dumber. Okay, sorry. Anyways, uh, on to my news. So, you know that fun book series, You? The one that had that really fun, creepy Netflix show. Oh, yeah. yeah. That You. That You. I'm watching You. <laughs> you. Ew. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so, it has been released, uh, info has been released that the author is working on a third and fourth book. Um, you know, now that the show is so popular, the books are popular again, and she wants to continue the story. So, the third book will see Joe move to the Pacific Northwest with the plan to become a family man in his own unique way. And that creeps me the fuck out. Oh! Yeah, I'm creeped out too. Oh! So, I like how he's going, um, that he's gonna be in LA, now he's gonna be in the Pacific Northwest, and like he stopped moving places, but honestly, that's really creepy the fact that, that that's gonna be this, the storyline for the third book. Sounds oh. kinda Ted Bundy esque. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do. Is he gonna, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's creeping me out, um, and you know, if the second season does well, they'll probably do the third season and stuff, so it, I want to read the books, but I have heard the books are not as good as the show. So I think I'm just going to wait for... If they were to make a third season, I'll wait for the third season. There you go. Yeah. It'll continue. Yeah, definitely. It's Netflix. Well. Well. <laughs> Damn Lost it. all faith. <laughs> but what I do have faith in is Ryan Reynolds. You do. You are a Ryan Reynolds fangirl, and I'm not. There's a Detective Pikachu sequel already. I'm excited for this, actually. So, this news comes from comicbook.com, and they cite numerous sources that claim Legendary Entertainment is moving forward with a sequel to the film, which stars Ryan Reynolds as the titular Yellow Pocket Monster. Based on the report, it sounds as if the next movie will be a direct sequel to Detective Pikachu, while further Pokemon films will be explored in the years to come. Mewtwo versus Mew. They're do- I told you guys that they're doing um, they're remaking the animated movie, yes. the original one, but they're doing it with the CG. Oh my god! I so, don't know how I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna cry my eyes out. I know you can't find it anywhere, like to watch it. Same with the Digimon movie, which kind of... Wait, you're telling me you don't have the DVD? I might somewhere. I I have that one. Mewtwo, um, the second Mewtwo movie. Yeah, and I have Pokemon 2000. Man, such good soundtracks on that thing. I always really wanted the Digimon movie, and that you can't find it anywhere. Because I 
the American version of the Digimon movie is like a spliced up version of three other movies. But they did it in a way that made it make sense. It was interesting. I'll ship that. I have interesting Disney streaming news. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> um, one of my all time favorite movies, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, that true lies. Hell yeah, baby. So they are, um, it has, it has been released, information has been released that they are working on a TV show for the Disney streaming app, Disney streaming app. Uh, and I am pumped. Okay. Um, so according to Collider, the filmmaker MCG is currently writing the project. And he told uh, Collider that the script is largely largely a reboot, but that the door is open for Schwarzenegger to participate, should he want to. And, you know, we're assuming that hopefully the other actors that were um, in the movie, what is it, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. Eliza Dishku, um, would also be invited. That would be really cool that if they would brought be in the really family. Cool. Um, I would love for that, or at least just maybe they do a cameo or they mention them. Uh, so it's going to, it's, they're saying it's kind of weird because, you know, why are they adopting an R-rated movie for a family-friendly app? Yeah. Streaming service. But I, I'm, I mean, on one hand, yes, it's Disney, they're just... They're taking over. But then on the other hand, they're kind of giving me all the stuff that I always wanted. A True True. Lies TV show? And a Loki series. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I feel about Tom Hiddleston. So, in my mind, I think that this is going to be amazing. But I feel like they're going to have so many shows that they're going to end up canceling half of them. But it's the mouse, and he could afford to keep them going. True. But will they? I don't they know. They might. But I, I like that they're pulling from stuff that no one has even really thought about. Because True Lies, it was it, it was a blockbuster, but it hasn't really, like, no one's really talked about it. No. They haven't even released it in Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, that's how much it's kind of forgotten. But, I mean, that movie legit is, like, one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Like, I love it. So... I'm happy. I'll take it. I'm already, like, Disney, you already know I'm going to sign up. You don't need to have to do any of these things. Please. Yeah, I think I actually might sign up, too. I know. They better do a Hulu package. I hope so. Oh, look, it's your favorite guy. Again, more news, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Production has officially begun on the upcoming video game movie, Free Guy, starring, guess who, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he's going to play a bank teller who realizes he's actually a background character in a video game called Free City. He becomes a self-aware NPC. (laughs) Somehow, he learns that the developers of the game are planning to shut it down and he embarks on a quest to save it. The film is currently shooting in the Boston area, according to Collider. So, the cast. Let me read this cast to you. Free Guy is directed by Sean Levy, who directed Night at the Museum and several episodes of Stranger Things. The film also stars Takia Watiti, who isn't he a director? Yes, he is. But he's also an actor. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did um, What We Do in the Shadows. That vampire. Oh my god, he did! He's, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Joe Keery, Jody Comer, Utar... Ooh. 
Utkarsh? I cannot pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. Utkarsh Ambudkar. Utkarsh Ambudkar. Ambudkar. And Lily Rell Howry. I don't know anybody else, but it sounds very interesting. There was, like, one other person. I think I might have... It was in a different section of the article. Um, but it was somebody that I knew. Um, is going to be playing, like, a bartender in the Ooh. movie with him, too. But it sounds interesting. A self-aware NPC? I like it. I'd watch it. I'm going to watch it. Fine, Ryan Reynolds. I'll watch your movies. Whatever. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Utkarsh is that one guy in Pitch, uh, Pitch Perfect. The one that does uh, the beatboxing. The Indian guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's him. Okay. Okay. He's a pretty okay. good actor. Okay. I'm sold. Fine. Well, interestingly enough, I have some video game movie adaptation news. Oh, joy. Mm. <laughs> okay. So... You know that game, Just Cause. I never played it. But it feels like a bro game. It's a shoot 'em up It's a bro game. It's like Uncharted, but like on steroids. It's a bro game. Yeah, it's a bro game. So the creator and writer of John Wick, Derek Kolstad, has been tapped to kickstart Just Cause, the adaptation of the hit video game franchise. Constantine Film has also boarded the project, partnering with producer Adrian Ascari of Prime Universal Films. Uni- Prime Universe Films. Um, Ascari, a longtime believer in the video game adaptation genre, has been associated with Cause for close to a decade. And the combination of Colstad and Constantine pro- positions the property to launch as a global action franchise. Bitch, you <laughs> Why do they think it's going to be a franchise? But okay. Um, the four games in the franchise follow Rico Rodriguez on a race against time mission to stop the Black Hand, a lethal mercenary group. It just sounds like any other action films. I don't know why they think it's going to you know, be a big global franchise. Hitman... Oh, man, Hitman. You know what? I will give you this. I read the script for Hitman, the movie. The first one. Not Hitman 47. Agent 47, whatever. The script had promised that it's just when the execution happened, it just tanked. But it did give us Olga Kurilenko, and you have to admit, that girl is hot. Let me pull a picture. I've never seen it. You never saw it? So, oh, God. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, my God. It goes... Oh, I didn't know he was in it. He's hot. But it goes along the same vein as all of the shoot 'em up like, action movies that I just yeah. don't care for. No. So. Well, it, I just don't know how they can spin this to be, like... I mean, it's nice that they have positive thoughts and they think, oh, you know, it's going to be a... <laughs> You're global, optimistic. It's going to be a franchise. Or global franchise. Who's her? Okay. Yeah, she's beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Russian actress. <laughs> I love her. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just I, I, a little bit of me is cringing because I'm like, ooh. But John Wick creator and writer is going to be taking this on. So, I mean, I have to believe that he's going to do somewhat of a good job. 
benefit of the doubt, John Wick's been pretty successful. Yes, it has. And John Wick 4 is going to come out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of it is Keanu. Most of it's probably Keanu. I've had a crush on him. I surprisingly haven't. Mm. I dig it. I think I go for more bro guys like Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Oh, I like the silence. In fact, I think I've had a crush on Ryan Reynolds since, like, Van Wilder. Really? Mm. And before that, it was Sean William Scott, so you can see my history. What happened to that dude? Goon. Goon. And that was pretty much it. Really? He's kind of fallen off the radar. Kind of. He needs a comeback. Give Sean William Scott a comeback. (laughs) Please. Yes. So this is along the same vein as your Just Cause news. I found this very interesting. PlayStation Productions. You ready for this one? Sony has opened a new studio to produce film uh, film and TV projects based on its games. The newly created PlayStation Productions is headed by Assad... Quiz, help me out with this one. Kizabosh? Kizabosh. Who previously served the company as marketing VP for exclusive games. The Hollywood Reporter reports that the studio has already started to set up shop and begin its first projects in the Sony Pictures lot in Culver City, California. Sony Pictures will also help with distribution. The initiative is being overseen by Sony Worldwide Studios head Sean Layden. Instead of licensing our IP out to studios, we felt the better approach was for us to develop and produce for ourselves, Kieselbosch said. One, because we're more familiar, but also because we know what the PlayStation community loves. Do they, though? Kieselbosch said the studio startup has looked at the Marvel model for inspiration and even spoke with Marvel producer Kevin Feige, along with other producers like Lorenzo D. Bonaventura from the Transformers franchise. <laughs> Layden says that the studio will be different since it's approaching with a fuller understanding of the games and their audiences. You can see just by watching older video game adaptations that the screenwriter or director didn't understand that world or the gaming thing, Layden says. This is true. The real challenge is, how do you take 80 hours of gameplay and make it into a movie? The answer is, you don't. What you do is take the ethos you write from specifically for the film audience. You don't try to retell the game in a movie. He also said, the studio hopes to create touch points for fans of their franchises that will help them enjoy the world in between sequels. Though the studio didn't detail how many of their projects are aimed at film versus television, Kieselbosch said, it will bring our IP for the medium that best honors the property. The partnership with Sony Pictures will give the fledgling studio more leeway to get off the ground. This is a passion project for me, says Layden. To be the first gaming entity to do something lasting and meaningful in a completely different medium is something that I'd like to see us achieve here at PlayStation Productions. Okay, my only quibble on that, I like that they have pointed out that the screenwriters and directors don't know what they're talking about when they take over and adapt the video game. But I hope they learn from Ubisoft, who was... Involved in Assassin's Involved, Creed. and, I mean, the movie was still good, yeah. but there were things that they clearly didn't, like, they, they were pushing lore that didn't make sense. And it's so maddening, because, ooh, ugh, just 
that is their game. Yeah. And they and still manage they to still, screw parts of it up. Yes. And it's just, it's unfair. So, I mean, I hope they learn, they learn from them and they do step it up and hold the screenwriters accountable for what the game actually is or the lore. Yeah. So I'd be interested because a lot of the, the properties that they're talking about, like PlayStation exclusives, could this give Uncharted the legs that it needs to finally get into production? Could this lead into Ratchet and Clank? Well, there was already was a Ratchet and Clank movie, so I can't say that. Oh, there Spyro? was. Mm. Like, I don't know. I could see certain things. It would be interesting. Like, they can't do Final Fantasy anymore because now that's on multiple platforms. But, I don't know. It'd be. In- I'm interested to see what they actually come out with. And is this going to be another streaming service? Oh! So, I thought that was pretty interesting news. I think it's cool that Sony is funding it themselves. But Sony barely has any money. That's the only thing. Yeah. Well, PlayStation is funding it, I guess. But PlayStation hardly has any money. I know. But it's it's a nice thought. Yeah, no, it is. It it's is. a nice thought. I, I'll give them that. They, they are aiming high, so... Aim high, people. Aim high. All right. Oh, actually, we're done with our news. Yeah. OMG. Elora. Elora. What are you excited for? We're going to go see Aladdin. Oh, my God. I don't know how I feel about it, but I guess I'm kind of excited for it. I already read the reviews. Where Have they been, like... 50-50. I'll give you that. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they're praising... A lot of praise has gone to the leading actors, Naomi Scott and Masood... Um, Manoush? Good. And Hot Jafar. <laughs> Hot Jafar, Hot Jesus Jafar. Christ. Um, they did did mention something, and I, I'm pretty much, I, I feel like I already knew this, but Guy Ritchie is not the good director for musical numbers. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. I forgot Friday. he directed it. Um, he, he isn't, and so I, I know that they mentioned that they try to do, like, very Bollywood-esque, and maybe that's in reference to Naomi Scott's heritage and all that, but they couldn't, they couldn't pull it Couldn't off. execute it? No. Okay. Which I'm already prepared for, I already knew, I already yeah. saw the Bollywoodness in it, and I already knew that they were not going to execute it well, but, I mean, and it's sad because Disney does have its own studio in India, so they could have easily... They could have made it happen. It could have. But anyways, yeah, I digress. So, Aladdin will probably record before this comes out, but I, I'm also stoked because Godzilla is finally coming out. Yeah, me too. And um, it's coming out on the 31st, mm-hmm. so we probably will record before it comes out. But I know that it was supposed to come out around Mother's Day, and then they ended up pushing it back. Yeah, right? I remember that. So, I'm stoked, because in the trailers, they keep talking about how there's going to be 15 Titans, and it's like, okay, so what are you bringing in? Is it going to be Gigan? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be, like, besides the ones that you're showing me in the trailer, because I'm yeah. already stoked about Ghidorah, but what else? Cool. So I guess I'm, uh, that's probably what I'm most stoked for. Um, and then panning outwards very far, um, Monster X, because now that I've experienced BTS, BTS, I can't wait to see Monster X. Monster X was also, courtesy of one of our friends, um, they were in an episode of We Bear Bears, which I've never watched. What the hell is We Bear Bears? It's a Cartoon Network show, Uh and it's about these three bears, and they're different, I guess, nationalities. Like, Uh one of them's a brown bear, and I guess he's, like, 
American, I guess you could say. Okay. One of them's a panda bear, and then one of them's a polar bear, and the polar bear speaks Korean. Okay, I love it. And it's it, it's been on for a while. It's like one of those Steven Universe type shows. Okay. And there's an episode where they break into Monster X's hotel room, and it's actually Monster X acting as themselves. Oh my god! And like they come in and they're doing their dance moves, and then it's them voicing themselves. You need to be on that, like hot. Potato. I know. Well, I've watched the clip like a million times. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. But so that was pretty cool. But anyway, Monster X in August, dope. Oh, and then a couple other, like, punk guys that we really like. Dave Haas, who Eric and I have seen, like, 50 times. Probably not that many, but it seems like a lot. Is that here in San Diego? Yeah, they're going to be playing, it's, it's, they're calling it the Revival Mm -hmm. Reunion or something like that. And it's going to be Dave Haas, who's the lead singer of The Loved Ones. Um, Chuck Reagan, who's the lead singer of Hot Water Music. And Dan Andriano, who's the one of the singers and the bass player for Alkaline Trio. Okay. Good, because that's, that's the same day as my birthday party. <laughs> so I was like, oh, crap. Does she have to drive to L.A.? No. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, the Belly Up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can do both. Which is a famous <laughs> venue here. But yes. You can do both. Yeah, that would be exciting. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. That's yeah. what I'm excited for. What are you excited Woo! for? What am I excited for? Um, Aladdin. I'm really pumped. And I'm also excited for The Hustle. Mm-hmm. And then the Men in Black movie. The Men in Black movie looks good. Yes! I didn't know that Kamal Johnny's in it, so I love him. I'm excited for Tessa Thompson. I love her, too. Chris Hemsworth to be reunited. Reunited and it feels so good! I also will be going to DragCon this weekend, so I'm actually really excited because I'm. Although I have not watched RuPaul's Drag Show, it sounds like it's gonna be legit. It. I've seen. I've never been, mm-hmm. and I. I'm not like an avid fan of the show. I've seen clips and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, it looks like fun. I people talk about it a lot, DragCon, and it looks like it will be a lot of fun. So and, I think you guys are gonna have fun. Yeah, and RuPaul's playing playing a DJ set. What? I know, it's so cool. I, I looked at, because um, we're going as press, so I got to see the press packet and all that, like, the schedule and stuff. So he's um, dropping a set there, so I'm like, okay, cool. So that's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, I have a few concerts coming up that I'm looking forward to as well. So um, Jenny and the Mexicat. Oh, yeah? I'm going to that, so I'm really excited because I just discovered them, and it should be fun. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's it. You know, I'm looking forward to going through lots of sessions of therapy to get over Game of Thrones. You know they're actually doing that though, right? They were advertising it. There's groups that you can pay for to talk to other people that watched it. I legit need that because I have been very affected. You know I was stressed out all of May because mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. I literally got no sleep all of May because of Game of Thrones. So I'm... <laughs> Nerd alert. I'm just so stressed out. And now I'm stressed out about Star Wars, and that's just so much time to simmer. So we'll see. But anyways, enough about my anxiety. (laughs) If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Pop Prison Power on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
you can find us on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us there. Please subscribe. Um, we are on Pocket Cast, Pocket Catcher, wherever you catch your podcasts. We're on there. We're working on getting on Podcoin if you use that app. So that should be coming through in the next couple days. And uh, if you want to slide into our DMs, you can find us at popprismpower at gmail.com. Shout out to uh, Derek from the Geekdom Fancast. Uh, I got to record with them yesterday, so you'll be... Uh, if you want to check out that episode when it comes out, we discuss more Game of Thrones. More Game of Thrones. Talk about therapy. Uh, all right. Well, guys, have a good night, and we will be back. Bye. was so like disappointed with the finale was she yeah she didn't like it and i'm like you didn't like endgame game of thrones disappointed you so the only thing that can redeem itself is star wars she's like it's better i was like mm.